details of my life are quite inconsequential. Read my lips. If you have sex, your penis will fall off and land in another dimension populated entirely by dogs who will eat it. Well, that's something I'd like to avoid. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I'm a paladin with 18 charisma and 97 hit points. I can use my helm of disintegration and do 1d4 damage as my half-elf mage wields his plus five holy avenger. And as president, I'm going to make it impossible for congressmen or lobbyists to slip pork barrel projects or corporate welfare into laws when no one's looking. Because when I'm president, meetings where laws are written will be more open to the public, no more secrecy. That's a commitment I make to you as president. The Michael Graff Show. It is my opinion he is a danger to himself and others and is in need of treatment. Finally, a guy in broadcasting that represents the very average side of us all. The following broadcast is in the hands of a college-educated, barely-employed guy that does a podcast for an audience of fewer people than Paris Hilton has brain cells. It's hard to imagine that he's perpetually single. Now, from the middle of desert Urbania, this is Michael Groff in Exile. Let the marathon session that is the Friday podcast get underway. All right, welcome in. It's another edition of Michael Groff in Exile on a Friday. It is June 25th, 2010. And as uh, as the, the time I'm doing this show, I think summer's here. It's 107 degrees outside and it's... The sun is still up. That must be summer because it's like after seven and the sun is still up. This is not right. What? All right. We've uh, got a lot of stuff, obviously, to cover, a lot of ground to uh, to move through. So I'm going to I know I know you want the three hour podcast. You 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 crave it. You need it. You desire it. But I, I quite frankly, I don't. <laughs> All right. Contact information for the program, as always, Mike at KMGX.com. That is our email address. It is Mike at KMGX.com. Michael Groff Show, AOL Instant Messenger. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-R-O-F-F Show on AOL Instant Messenger. And, of course, all of our contact information can be found at the one, the only, MichaelGroff.com. Want to contribute to this program monetarily speaking because that's really the contribution I'm always looking for. You can do so by sending stuff, specifically money. We don't care if it's dollars, euros, British pounds. That would be great. You can do so at our PayPal address. It's mike at kmgx.com. See that? It's a uh, it's a great night, and it is Friday, so of course, joining us digitally, it's the one, the only James. Everybody, hi. Hello there. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, uh, so he's here. Well, uh, you know, always. as here in the in the in a sense that he can be here. But uh, you, you understand what I'm saying. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so what's going on with you? How's how's uh, summer treating you? 
like a bitch. Like a bitch. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll bitch with my money. I'll accept that answer, I suppose. <laughs> All right, so that's good. Well, um, it's, it's good crosstalk there. I suppose. <laughs> going to be a short show, I think. <laughs> I'm just a wacky co-host. Always that's, saying wacky that's, a, that's a wacky, guys. We think it's a nighttime radio program, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, so, look, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in the world, and uh, something that I have to mention that is uh, news that broke as, as of the time I did this podcast, or as I started to do this broadcast tonight, so... Uh, it's it's a little bit different, but uh, here we go. You know, there's a lot of news out there. The only thing that matters, never mind Fox News, never mind CNN, never mind MSNBC, never mind any of the other news outlets, because all that matters is what I think is news. People are idiots. How pompous Everyone am I? Has their own definition of what's newsworthy. The feeling most people get when they hear a Barack Obama speech, my, I felt this thrill going up my leg. I mean, well, I don't have that too often. I guess some people shouldn't be gatekeepers of the news. <laughs> but lucky for you, the decisions are now in the capable hands of this guy. Wow! It's time now for Michael Graff's seven most salient, salacious, and stimulating storylines of the day. You know, you actually, it's kind of like 7.1. You get like seven and a bonus. You get seven plus extra credit. Honorable mention. Yeah, an honorable mention. So, well, I don't have I don't have a number eight sounder because you know that wouldn't really fit. But just pretend like <laughs> number eight. Um, Edwin Jackson of the Arizona Diamondbacks throws a no hitter tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays. It's the A.J. Burnett-style no-hitter where he walks eight and hits a batter. The Diamondbacks also make an error. Stephen Drew, a rare error at shortstop. But regardless, the line score at the end of the game, Tampa Bay, no runs, no hits, no walks. Well, eight walks, no hits, no errors. Actually, I don't think uh, Neiman was pitching for the... uh, for the Rays tonight, pitched a good game. I don't know how many he walked. Let's see, two in the first inning. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, actually a pretty ugly game, but a great game still. A very dramatic game. The Diamondbacks get the win, one to nothing. The final score and a no hitter. So that's uh, that's sort of like the bonus. At least it didn't end in a tie, people. That's the other thing. It didn't end in a tie. But you know what? The best part about this story, the the biggest uh, piece of news, the umpire didn't screw it up. <gasps> oh my god, what the fuck barbecue? Alright, anyway, well now we can do it. Here we go. Number seven. Cops taser an 86-year-old woman. I think that's all that needs to be said there. We'll get into this story, but it's a very strange story. Cops taser an 86-year-old woman. The the, the line in the story really uh, that says it all is she made an aggressive mo- motion on her bed. Got it. Um, you know, I haven't had an aggressive motion made toward me on a bed in about 358 days. Number six. Hey, uh, Michael Vick is in trouble again. See, now I have predicted this, and I, I, I hate to once again have a special hose developed so I can blow smoke up my own ass. 
dislocating my own shoulder to pat myself on the back. But I'm telling you right now, I called this. I told you this guy could not stay out of trouble. Oh, but Mike, you have to you have to forgive the guy. I mean, he did his time. He did his debt to society. I told you, once a thug, always a thug. Now this guy is once again in trouble. Allegedly, he wasn't at this nightclub where this guy that he was told to stay away from after the dogfighting ring was broken up. He was told not to hang around this uh, this cat. We'll get you the, the whole story, but it's uh, he. Had, there was a party in um, Virginia Beach. Somebody got shot. It was Michael Vick's party, but Michael Vick wasn't there. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. Just not buying it. Number six. Yeah, thanks. Number five. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what happened there. Uh, try this again. Here. Number five. Thank you. And just so you didn't forget. Number five. All right. The World Cup. All right. The World Cup. I don't care about it. I don't care about soccer. A lot of you do. The TV ratings are in. I thought they'd be bad, but actually they're up. They're up 70%. Well, they're actually up 68% to be precise. 11 million people are tuning in and watching the World Cup. Uh, USA versus Ghana tomorrow. And I bet just about all of you, well, all of you that listen to this podcast, you could locate Ghana on the map because you're all very smart. That's why you're listening to this show. But most of the rest of you uh, that are out there, um, you could not locate Ghana on a map. You don't know anything about Ghana. The only thing you know about is Ghanaria, probably. But U.S. to play Ghana tomorrow. And, and I don't care about it, quite frankly, but the rest of you do, so I guess that's important. Supposedly, this, is, this should be an easy win for the U.S. That's what I'm told. I don't know anything about it, nor do I care. Number four. Conservatives outnumber liberals is the new study. It's not really that new, but we've been talking about this on the show for a long time. But conservatives, according to a new Gallup poll just out today, I got called by the Gallup people the other night, actually. According to a new Gallup poll, uh, conservatives outnumber liberals by two to one. Yeah. But wait, I thought there was this great progressive movement across the United States. I thought that progressives were taking over the country. I thought Mike Malloy and Tom Hartman and Randy Rhodes... Actually, their official name, Mike, is Regressive. Yes, I thought the Regressives were taking over. I thought that, you know, that was the intelligent voice. That was the the intellectual answer to Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity and Glenn Beck and all these other guys, uh, Mike Gallagher and all these other people. I thought thought that this was going to take over the country. That's what Ed Schultz tells us. Oh, I, by the way, I tried to find Ed Schultz ratings. I, I see the cable news ratings are out, okay? So at the top, you've got, let's see, uh, Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity. Hell, even Keith Olbermann makes the ratings list here. I, and I'm looking down. I'm, I'm, I keep looking down. I don't see Ed Schultz. I don't see the Ed show anywhere in the cable news ratings. Even codgery old Larry King shows up, but uh, barely. The Ed Show doesn't. But I thought it was growing. I thought it was taking over cable. Or, you know, not. Number three. Three. Uh, More issues with BP. We've got a developing tropical system uh, near the Gulf, uh, which could affect the area over the weekend or into early next week. That could hamper issues if it develops into a tropical storm. 
Um, not even a tropical depression as of the time of this broadcast, but it, if it develops into one, that could potentially uh, cause issues. They say if it develops even into a tropical storm, it could potentially hamper any efforts to skim oil off the surface and uh, fix any, uh, make any repairs to the fractured well. It could uh, hamper these efforts by as much as two weeks, really? Oh, give me a break. All right, whatever. Number two. two. I've done like three shows now. Uh, the first segment's been... There's like four hours of stuff where I talk about BP and everything else surrounding it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not... All right, General McChrystal fired. Uh, now, we haven't done a podcast since that uh, happened on Wednesday, but General McChrystal got the beat down from President Obama. Uh, he is out because of comments that he made uh, to a Rolling Stone reporter. I have to tell you... I have mixed thoughts on this. We'll talk about it. But I kind of think McChrystal sort of did this on purpose. And why else would you say those comments in front of a reporter knowing that it was all on the record? Notice General McChrystal isn't upset about what was said. It obviously is all true. And notice how President Obama and most of these guys, they didn't say anything about what McChrystal actually said. They just went after him. They went after the man. They didn't go after the idea. So that, that kind of tells me a lot about this, too. Not that I'm necessarily sticking up for General McChrystal. You don't say that. I know everybody hates their boss. We, we know this, okay? Um, I, I've worked for a lot of people I didn't like. All right? Um, but I have to tell you, it's a bad idea for a general to openly talk about the wimps in the White House and how disappointed you are in the President of the United States, who is your Commander-in-Chief, and do it publicly. I just don't think that's necessarily the appropriate thing to do. Again, we've been through this, but... You don't exactly go into the office and shout as loud as you can, screw you, boss. Yeah. All right. And finally... Number one. Number one. A lot of news about, and, and we could have gone a lot of stuff, a lot of ways here with this, but the Senate, 57 to 41, they defeat the extension of unemployment benefits to um, to Americans. Actually, this was a vote to move this uh, legislation forward, and uh, well, it's not filibuster proof as it's been shown. They needed 60 votes to, uh, to to circumvent a filibuster by uh, Senate Republicans. They could not get that as uh, Ben Nelson, the Democrat from Nebraska, stands with the Republicans. Um, the Republicans voice opposition to the bill. And, uh, oh, the Democrats are not happy about this. And we're going to talk about this. In fact, we'll get into that just uh, first up here. So... Uh, as you know, that's just some of the stuff. There's a lot of other things going on. Maybe we'll get to them, maybe we won't. Certainly the pop chart, but that's just some of the stuff on my radar as of right now. Who needs billion-dollar cable news when you've got Michael Graff? Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, this this 57 to 41 decision. Now, a lot of you are saying, well, it's a, once again, the, uh, the obstructionist party Republicans are stepping in. This is not just about the unemployment benefits. I think if this was just about unemployment, I think the Republicans would be fine with it. But there's also a tack on to this. You see, it, it's, it's twofold, okay? We've got, um, we've got other budgetary concerns that are in this package. 
Okay, we've got uh, money being handed out, uh, more government jobs, uh, extension of uh, government jobs that the Republicans, House or Senate Republicans rather, feel are not necessary. So there's several aspects to this bill. It's not just about extending unemployment benefits. And the, the take from House Republicans is we don't have the money to pay for it. We're already... The federal, the deficit for this fiscal year is just insane. We're running debt out of control. We're taking a stand. Hey, it must be an election year. The Republicans are taking a stand against spending. So they say we're not going to. Now, Democrats say, hey, this could be potentially cutting up to 200,000 people a week off of unemployment benefits in a time where you have recession. What are these people going to do? Well, there, you, there, therein lies the problem. It's spending versus extending of unemployment benefits. But see, the problem once again, this is this is the problem when you have legislation that has multiple issues attached to it. This is not just about unemployment benefits, and don't let people tell you that it is. That's not the only thing that this bill is about. So we can't just sit here and arbitrarily talk about extending unemployment benefits. Because I think even Senate Republicans are all in favor of that, I think. Although that's not entirely true either. Uh, there is a quote. Who was this that made this quote today about they're afraid that people will use this un- these unemployment benefits to go out and buy drugs? <laughs> so, okay. So I guess not all Senate Republicans are like that. Yeah, my... Oh, my, my unemployment check, I got like 50 bucks. I'm going to buy a bag of weed, man. Well, you know how much you get for unemployment? You know how much? No. It's it's, 200, it's $240 a week. Oh, man. That's, boy, I'm going to buy I myself mean, some is, hot brownies. That is a lot of money. Boy, 240 You realize, let me, let me explain to you. $240 a week. Okay, the average electric bill alone. Just the electric bill in, the, in Phoenix. If you live in Phoenix, the average electric bill this time of year is... Even in a, in a reasonable-sized house, running the air conditioner at, a, at, a, at an uncomfortably high temperature over 80 degrees. If you, like, let's say you run it at uh, 80, 83. I'll, just, I'll, use, uh, I'll use that example. You run it at 83 degrees. Still going to pay over 100 and f- probably about 150 bucks a month, 125, 150 bucks a month. For, for a meet, for just a, an average sized house, and then you know you got a, you got rent, you got groceries, you got other bills, probably a car, car payment, car insurance, something like that. You can't live on unemployment benefits, and I know they're not meant to be uh, for for there to be lived off of. All right, I get it, but you know, 240 bucks a week. I think we have bigger problems in this country than worrying about uh, paying people's unemployment benefits. I, I don't see why we can't extend the unemployment benefits. Well, then people are going to use them to live off of. No, nobody is, nobody wants, well, I shouldn't say this. This would be a blanket statement that is absolutely untrue. I was about to say nobody wants to live off unemployment benefits. There are people that will. There are people Some that people live, know how to stretch a dollar. There are a lot of people that live off welfare for many, many years, and they don't mind doing it. And they they usually get multiple. Well, they have more children, so they can do it. Hell, Octomom is a prime example of welfare baby. 
But at the same time, I, I'm sorry, but I, I, I think that this is a situation where you, you put a bill through, you craft legislation that is only about extending unemployment benefits. There's nothing else in it. This is why I've always advocated for the line item veto. You can vote on this, this, and that. You vote on everything as a separate item. But Mike, that would delay all these bills and we'd be even more bogged down than we are. And yeah, as opposed to the current system where everything just gets passed through and we spend, 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 spend. At least we could selectively decide what to spend on. At least the president could have some discretion over what to spend on. Oh, wait, then again, it is this president. So I guess then that would be... That could be a problem, too. But I don't even know yeah. what to do anymore. I, I'm, you know what? I'm out of ideas with this Congress. I'm so sick. This, this Congress is so disappointing. They're more disappointing than the previous Congress, which was more disappointing than the 12 years of Republicans who spent out of control. Those of you that tune in, maybe you're a first-time listener or you, you haven't listened to me for very long and you don't know this. I think if you listen to the early years of this show, the very early years of this show, I, I, I was probably a little bit more conservative. And I'm, I'm a, I definitely lean in the conservative direction. But I'm an idealistic conservative. I'm not one of these like phony conservatives or neoconservatives or one of these guys that comes on the air and, you know, just defends conservatives left and right because I'm not that way. But in many ways, I guess I, I still lean conservative. I have my libertarian roots. But I don't drink the Kool-Aid. See, this is the thing. I've almost thought about renaming this show Put Down the Kool-Aid. Because I'm so sick of the Kool-Aid that's consumed by the talking heads. I love that Kool-Aid, Mike. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people Mm. love it. It's a new debt-flavored Kool-Aid. Get some. Cools you off on a hot summer day with the power of money. Yeah, it's... I don't drink the Kool-Aid for either party. I hate the fact that we had 12 years of Republicans, so-called conservatives, that wanted to... Uh, supposedly, they came in there on this platform of, of lowering the debt, accountability, contract with America. Remember that? So there was this, there's all this excitement about the idea of, of lowering uh, our deficit spending, which in a sense was done. Bill Clinton and the Republican Congress did come to a consensus and, and did manage to have a balanced budget. I actually heard a guy come on the air today and say that there were eight years, eight years where we didn't have any deficit under Clinton. Uh, you know, that's the other thing. What happens on on all of these stations, whether it's whether it's uh, liberal shows or conservative shows, guys just come on the air and lie, just make stuff up. I mean, out of nowhere, they just make things up. They pull crap out of the air. No, we went through the numbers on this show uh, several weeks ago about the spending, even in the Clinton years. Yes, there was deficits every year, save one, and that was. Not, but, you know. So this this notion that the Clinton, it slowly history is turning. Like liberals try to turn history to make it sound like Bill Clinton years were like the greatest, most grandiose years in this country's history. 
Everybody lived in mansions, and we all had gold toilets. People and there paid. was YouTube, and there was Family Guy. There was the internet. People Al paid gold urine. That. Al Gore invented the internet in 1993. Yeah, but what about those years in the 80s where it was around? Shut up! So, no, that's the problem, is everybody has this way of rewriting history. That's what, I have to be here and, and be the referee of facts. I have to drop in the knowledge. The liberal Kool-Aid is just as dangerous as the conservative Kool-Aid. And people are drinking it left and right. I'm offering you up a big hearty glass of common sense. And to all the Kool-Aid drinkers out there, whether you're Rush Limbaugh or Tom Hartman, I offer, offer you a nice warm glass of shut the F up. That's, that's the drink I'm serving up for you folks. So I don't drink the Kool-Aid. I'm sorry, and I'm not gonna. And kiss my ass, Kool-Aid drinkers. All of you. Not me. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Not you. Don't be blanketing it. No, it's just, it's just so many, there's so many people out there that just go, you know, it's just like I, I, I watch this and this crap about BP, you know, you got people that, are, that I mean, I, I listened to Rush Limbaugh and it, ladies and gentlemen, as far as I'm concerned, um, uh, you know, BP is, there's nothing, folks, folks, don't BP believe, is the equivalent to Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, don't believe all the noise about, uh, don't believe all the noise about uh, about BP. You know, they're a good-natured uh, company. They provide, you know, all that surplus of money that they earn every year. You know, a lot of that they use into uh, replenishing the earth and into renewable sources of energy, which I think is partially true because BP and any oil company does have to realize that once the oil runs out, they, they need to come in and, and try and, and be the, the leaders in renewable energy, lithium and all that. Lithium, wind. Because lithium's like the next thing. Of course, there's, there's a finite amount of lithium as well. Don't forget corn. Yeah, <laughs> ethanol. Yeah, remember that? That yeah. push. And I think I distinctly remember you saying uh, somebody invented a car that runs off of seawater. I don't think it was seawater, but there was, well, there actually is a, I don't know, I don't know how true this is. I, I we've all heard, this is, I, I think it's almost internet urban legend at this point, but um, there was a guy that invented a car. He invented a, a hydrogen car that was uh, very, that was actually fairly efficient and it's byproduct well, obviously, you use hydrogen. The byproduct is water. That's the pollution that it generates, is water. Oh, God, that, that's worse than... Terrible! That's worse than um, course, mercury, man. Of course, water is sort of the leading cause of global warming. Water vapor is the leading cause of global warming. Of course, that's another, that's another thing that people don't tell you. See, if you listen to me, here's the thing, and I, and I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but I have to tell you, you don't always have to agree with me, okay? And I'm not asking you to do so. I don't come on here to claim to have all of the knowledge in the world. I bring common sense to the table. That doesn't mean you, that it's necessarily stuff you're going to agree with. It is just the common sense 
life's lessons. Don't believe everything you see and, and hear in the conservative blogosphere and in the talking heads and Fox News and everything. Don't believe everything you read and hear and see on the liberal side of things. The truth is always somewhere in the middle. And sometimes it's a little bit more toward this side than it is toward the other side. But the truth is, is very rarely is it on one extreme or the other. That's the problem. All right, so a lot of, a lot of things happening here. But I, I had to bring up the, the Senate issue and, and this 57 to 41 against. And I, well, I, hopefully we can just kick them all out, you know. Well, that's the thing, too, is that the throw the bums out mentality is gaining a lot of steam. And that's especially dangerous if you're the party of majority right now, which just so happens to be the Democrats, because you're you're the and again, there are Republicans that are going to get thrown out, too. I'm telling you right now, very few jobs in the House and Senate are safe. The only safe jobs are that are in the Senate are the guys that aren't up for reelection this term. The rest of you, everybody's job and again, I, I don't claim to know all 435 races, but I'm just telling you, there's a lot of jobs on the line. Well, they'll just reinvent them, Mike. That way the employment number can go there, up. There you go. We'll just make some more up. That's what the government does to create these job numbers. Here's a great story. Police tasered an 86-year-old disabled grandma in her bed she, uh, they stepped on her oxygen hose until she couldn't breathe after her grandson called 911 seeking medical assistance. The woman and her grandson claim in Oklahoma City Federal Court uh, that the guy said, quote, don't tase my granny. But he didn't say bro, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, don't tase my granny, man. Anyway, um, uh, supposedly, actually, uh, according to a police officer, he said to tase the grandmother. <sighs> and that's what he wrote in his police report. Yeah. And now, here's the line of the story. The line of the story, though, is he wrote in his police report that... Um, the grandson yelled the grandson yelled to tase her because the old woman quote took a more aggressive posture in her bed according to the complaint <laughs> Lonnie Tinsley claims that he called 911 after he went to check on his grandmother whom he found in her bed connected to a portable oxygen container with a long hose she is in marginal health and takes several prescribed medications daily and was, quote, unable to tell him exactly when she had taken her meds. So Tinsley called 911 to ask for an emergency medical technician to come to her assistance to evaluate her. In response, quote, as many as 10 El Reno police told, uh, let's see, uh, officers said that they, they pushed their way through the door, according to the complaint. The grandma... Uh, told him to get out of her apartment. According, hey, you young whippersnapper, I'll teach you a lesson there, boy. According hey. to the complaint, the complaint continues. And st it says, "quote This is again. This is just reading from the from the uh, complaint. Quote: 
Instead, the apparent leader of the police, defendant Thomas Duran, instructed another police officer to, quote, tase her. He stated in his report that the 86-year-old plaintiff took a more aggressive posture in bed and that he was fearful for his safety and the safety of others. Okay, guilty. That's it. Case over. That's it. I mean, I see, I'm a judge, I'm a jury, I see here, and I see an 86-year-old woman took in a, quote, an aggressive posture in her bed. How, how threatening can it, I mean, I've seen a couple videos on YouTube, but I mean, how aggressive can an 83-year-old woman look? No offense. Oh, sorry, uh, tell you what, you sons of bitches. As soon as Matt locks over, I'm going to take my cane to your friggin' asses. Get out of my apartment, damn it. Oh, God, where are my pills? Uh, I need get, a bedpan. You're getting me all damned whipped up here. I'm going to soak my depends. You sons of bitches. You know, back in my day, we didn't have officers. Jesus came around and told us what was right and wrong. No, we just had our fifth. Lonnie Tinsley told them, don't tase my granny, in which they responded with uh, that they would tase him. Don't tase me, bro. Wow. If, If true, this is just a remarkable story. Of incompetence. And again, I defend the cops regularly. I'm all about the cops, but this is really, really terrible. And uh, oh, I would imagine lawsuits galore are coming. They probably had a lawyer at the door like five yeah. minutes later. Uh, yeah, like five lawyers. Excuse me, I just heard there was an altercation in here. Um, yeah, I'm sure that that about happened. Uh, let's see here. And that's that. (laughs) What a story. Oh, here we go. As a result of the wrongful arrest and detention, the plaintiff, Lauren M. Venner, suffered the unlawful restraint of her freedom, uh, bodily injury, assault, battery, and trashing of her apartment, humiliation, loss of personal dignity, Infliction of emotional distress and medical bills. Oh, they're already building. This is uh, this is the compl- now. I, I think they're they're looking to get a criminal complaint filed here, but they're also building a civil complaint. Well, I got to tell you, um, there's this. They clearly the cops, if true, they're clearly in the wrong here. This is a screwed up situation. But I have to tell you. This is this is the sad thing. What are the damages? Like, what kind of damages can you really get out of this? If the woman isn't significantly injured and there's not really permanent injury, what kind of damages can you really get out of this? I mean, I'm sorry, but if you walk into a court and you say, my damages are the trashing of my apartment, humiliation, loss of personal dignity, Infliction of emotional distress and medical bills. Now, the medical bills, that's actual damage. So there's, there's tangible damage. But what is the trashing of your apartment, bodily injury, battery? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, an hour made. Loss, loss of personal dignity. Loss of personal uh, dignity. I mean, God knows what that's even worth. Uh, well, you considering know. Lady Gaga, not much. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, big Lady Gaga news. or It's not really that big a news. It's, this is actually from a couple weeks ago, but this, the saga just continues at this Lady Gaga. You know what? 
even though it's not really timely, maybe I'll just evergreen that. Maybe I'll just uh, shelve that till Monday. We do have some news, though. It's kind of funny. I'll get to that later. All right, look. Um, should I take a break? Should I just... All right, let me... Let me here's one more thing. Speak, since, we, since we're on the run of stupid news, and there's nothing stupid than Congress right now, here's another thing. Key House and Senate lawmakers approved far-reaching new financial rules early Friday after weeks of division, delay, and frantic last-minute deal-making. The Dawn Compromise set up a potential vote in both houses of Congress next week that could send the landmark legislation to President Obama by July 4th, the final and most arduous compromise began to uh, fall into place after midnight. Senator Blanche Lincoln from Arkansas agreed to scale back a controversial provision that would have forced the nation's biggest banks to sign off their lucrative uh, derivative dealing uh, businesses. So this is just more ways uh, they're going to try and scale back in the financial sector. They're going to try and slap down some penalties on the financial sector and regulate uh, Wall Street and banks. You mean the banks that the government pretty much already has a stake in as it is? I mean those banks? Yeah, more regulation coming for the banks. Good. Good. That's that's what we need in this country. We need more more banking regulation. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see there. Mr. Johnson, is it? Um, I'm going to need every detail of your life ever. I mean, I need a full autobiography before you can open this bank account. Man, unbelievable. Because the government's doing a great job with things right now. They're, man. Uh, are you kidding, Mike? Employment are at zero. Everybody's living a life of ugly. What is it? A chicken in every pod and a car in every garage, as it were? Yeah. Wasn't that uh, a chicken in every pod and two cars in every garage? Or was it two chickens in every pot and a car in every garage? Well, I hope it's well, I think hard. we're. I think we're just going to shoot the moon here and go for two chickens in every pot, and two cars in every garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay, that's fine. All right, well, uh, Mike at KMGX.com. Be our email address. It's Mike at KMGX.com. Michael Groff Show, AOL Instant Messenger. It's uh, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-R-O-F-F Show on AOL Instant and, Messenger. And the gossip is that you can even send donations to the show. Well, that's what I've been hearing. So you can. Don't quote uh, me by, on that, by our, 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 If you just send some uh, monetary donations to our PayPal address, Mike at KMGX.com, it'll all work out well for you. All right, break time. We'll be back. More coming up. It's Michael Graff in Exile on a Friday. Yeah, I, I actually got through most of what I wanted to get into tonight. Yeah. And uh, James has got some stuff coming up, too. And uh, even though we're not really live on the air, uh, somebody might be calling in. I don't know. How does that work? I don't know. That's, that's we weird. Can both <laughs> we have a caller, and it's not even a call-in show. All right, back after this. More coming up.
segment number two. It's Michael Groff in exile on a Friday. I'm still riding the high. Uh, Edwin Jackson throwing the no-hitter tonight. The no-no for the Diamondbacks. It's great stuff. Against, I mean, it's against the Tampa Bay Rays who are playing like crap right now. And But you know what? A no-hitter is a no-hitter. Even if he walked eight guys and he hit a man and he threw 68 pitches in the first three innings. You know what? Don't piss in my Cheerios, all right? Just don't do it. All right. Um, so as a bonus, here's here's the best part about this. So not only is, is James here, you know, joining me digitally for his... Semi-normal routine, you know, uh, co-hosting duties on a uh, on a Friday. Also on the phone is another James from Minnesota, and it's weird because you know this isn't really a call-in show, but we had somebody call in. So how how awesome is that? Hello. I've called in once before. Do I remember that? Did you? I don't even remember. I called in to complain about Barack Obama right after he got elected. I, see, I think I remember that. I don't know. That that was that was like that, a little while ago. Yeah, I know. It was like forever ago. It was like a whole year and a half. That's <laughs> it was in, about uh, five billion dollars in debt earlier. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That was that was about uh, two trillion dollars ago. But I no, it's going great. This is the this is, you know, change you can believe in. So uh, what's up with you? His presidency is so is so uh torturous to just you know, goes on forever. You know. Yeah. Well, your state voted for him, so I'm I'm gonna hold you at least partially accountable. <laughs> Fair enough. Although I did not vote for him. I didn't either. And, and I did. You're too young. Hey, it was a school-wide election. It's it's um it, it's it's supposed to make us feel better. We don't have enough self-esteem, you know. All right. So James, you called in for something. I don't even know what what. You called in for something, or you just wanted to hang out, or I don't know. If you got free long uh, distance, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's like Friday night. I figured it's like 10, 10 o'clock Central Time right now. I figured <laughs> what what better place than the Michael Graff show, you know, to What hang better out. place to hang out than on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Wow, you... The three of us, the three of us together, are are combining to have. Let's let me add this up in my calculator here. Just to a second. The maximum zero level life. No lives. Yeah. We have we have Wait. combined. We have combined form zero point zero life. Yeah, with our powers combined, All we right. have no life. <laughs> uh, but wait, if if we if we're all here together, then that means we sort of have a life, don't we? No. Ah, well. So uh, my Mike. Yeah, yeah, I know. So uh, coming up, we'll uh, we'll get to the pop chart, and of course, that's always exciting. The uh, the top ten songs in the world of pop, and there's there's new stuff. There's new songs. Oh, oh, oh boy! All that's right, awesome. yeah. So so what's your deal? So what's up? I just you know, like I said, I just figured I'd call in. I'm probably gonna head out here and head out uh, in the lovely Minneapolis here coming up. So. You're going to tear up the mean streets of Minneapolis, St. Paul? Like your old, it's your old stomping ground, isn't it? Well, I was born in Crookston. I, you know, I, I've never actually lived in Minneapolis, but I'm, I'm heading up there. I'm visiting in, in uh, an indeterminate number of weeks. I don't know when I'm going up there, but I'm going up there to visit my, uh, my soon-to-be 88-year-old grandmother. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, and I'm probably going to check out uh, Target Field while I'm up there. 
Awesome. And um, I don't know, something else. I'll, I'll try and go over a bridge and hope it doesn't collapse. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I... I was there, um, and I, I saw, you know, the whole, the bridge collapse happened after the last time I was there, so we'll see how that's worked out. I haven't been to Target Field yet, but I'm going to be going uh, beginning of July, so. Good. Check Good. it out. Catch catch a Twins game. Hopefully it won't be, you know, 90 degrees in Mosquito City, so I'm. You know, it's either that or it's like, you know, 40 degrees and like pouring rain. I, I wish. You have no idea. Listen, let me let me explain to you something. Last night, uh, I walked with a friend over to Subway. Okay, Debbie and I walked over to Subway, and uh, it was it was like nine it was nine thirty or nine o'clock at night, and it was still I don't know ninety seven degrees. And let me tell you something, uh, not pleasant. Okay, not pleasant. So I would take I would take sitting out at Target Field in a in a rainstorm right now. I'll sit through an entire rain delay to watch the Twins. Whenever you're up, uh, you should look me up. You know, we'll head out, check out the scene. You know. Yeah, yeah. Check out those that that all that happening nightlife in Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, really... I hear there might even be a bar open in Minneapolis. Oh, you crazy kids! <laughs> you know, I make fun of it, but I have to tell you that the nightlife in in Phoenix is not exactly hustling and bustling. I mean, you know, right now I can think of most of the restaurants that I go to, I can, many of them are closed right now. <laughs> so it's only, it's only eight o'clock. I, I think my town has a bit more action. Like oh, one sh- time I went out at 10 o'clock to get myself some like ice cream and, and there was a street it, it, light was still on a couple of places open. Yes. What's your, what's your town? He, he's in, he's in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the geographical center of New Hampshire. Yeah, there so you go. So if you Google it, you uh, you probably find out where I am. There you go. So how did how do you guys know each other? Uh, well, he's a listener, like you're a listener, and okay. and you're both connected because, well, because this is my show, and I'm a listener to my show too. So we all have something in common. I yeah, listen to we, myself. Yeah, we need to and, think of like a clever, witty name for the listeners of the Michael Groff Show. There you go, the listeners of the Michael Groff Show. There you you just you did it. There. No, 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 no. You got, you got to think of something witty, like the, like the Mikeettes. Yeah, like, 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 cause, cause Rush Limbaugh, he has his ditto heads, ladies and gentlemen. I have ditto heads or pill heads. Uh, you know, Sean Hannity. Well, those people, they're just dopes. Uh, people listen to the Tom Hartman show. All four of them. They're uh, who are, who are they anyway? They're all formerly incarcerated. That's what we can call them. Well, let's see. One, the broad that called in and complained, then he just cuts her off. And the other three are people that just call and going, blame me out, terrorist style. No, that's Tom Likas. That's oh. Tom Likas show. Close enough. They're both annoying. So 1-800-5-800-866. Tom Likas show. I'm not even on the air anymore. Why are you taking a cheap shot at me? <laughs> I get more ass than a, a toilet seat. That guy is that guy's something else. So uh, you, you, what's that? My- you mentioned that you were out with uh, Debbie. Is that the Debbie who was on the show back circa day like 2005? Yeah, that's the Debbie from way back in the day. How's she doing? Uh, well, she's she's still alive. She's uh, now gainfully unemployed. She's part of the uh, she's part of Barack Obama's hope and change. And uh, well, that's all because she hopes that there's at least change in her mailbox every week. Um, <clears throat> basically, she's uh, she's now part of the uh, the statistic the. 9.7% of the people that are unemployed. 
So that's her deal. So that's why. Yeah, it's it's a really sad state of affairs when I'm the one who's buying the dinner. You know, that's <laughs> that's that's the really sad state of the uh, state of like, affairs. Aren't you supposed to be the gentleman and buy the dinner? Well, you would think so, generally speaking. But see, here's the thing. You know, I, and I understand that many of you might have this misconception. Those of you that listen to this show on a regular basis. You know what's weird is I'm not a millionaire from doing this podcast. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I, I know I, I, there's people that, that write me all the time. The people that email, they go, hey, Mike, can I, can I borrow like 500 bucks? I mean, you got millions. I mean, listen, you wipe your ass with 20s. I mean, you know, could you just cut me off a roll of those? Y yeah, I mean, believe it or not. No, I'm not. I mean, isn't, uh, the ad, isn't the ad council making you rich? <laughs> yes, the ad council. Well, we don't even have, have the PSAs. I mean, I'm sure they're in the system someplace. If you really wanted to hear one, we could probably. <laughs> I, I like the one where you parody, uh, you know, the alcohol, and it's like, uh, my name is Jenny. I'm eight years old, and I'm a necrophiliac. Well, there's, well, there's that one. We could always roll out that. <laughs> yeah, get nostalgia, are you? Well, I mean, I am a nostalgic kind of person. You never know when that's going to happen. So, yeah. No, so uh, so you're going to go out and hit the habit of nightlife of uh, Minneapolis, going to pick up on the ladies? Is that what's going to happen? We'll see what happens, you know. All the single ladies, all the single ladies. <laughs> I'm, tr I'm trying to be good, you know. Yeah, we, what is, we what get... Is that um, you, should, uh, you should have Debbie uh, on the show once, once in a while. That was a good dynamic. Yeah, I, I don't know if she'll even come in here anymore. I think oh, this yeah, place. What about disgruntled voice guy? Well, too, this, he'll, I mean, I, I can't. All these people, they don't. I don't know what it is. They don't want to have anything to do with me. Huh. You know, no. I mean, they, they'll hang out with me outside of this room, but uh, they won't come in here. The, the tough life of a celebrity, huh? Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's sort of the that's the problem. My name's Jimmy, <laughs> and in eight years, I'll be a necrophiliac. Kids who fantasize about corpses before age 15 are five times more likely to have necrophilia when they're adults. I'll start experimenting with human corpses in middle school with friends, and I'll do some things that I don't really want to do, like dead kitties. So by the time my parents talk to me about it, necrophilia won't be my only problem. So start talking before they start molesting corpses. To learn more, go to stopnecrophilia.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, your local cemetery, and EFNet IRC, Pound Net Radio. There you go. Blast from the past. That is, that is just rich. We could start selling our old best of CDs. Why am I giving it away? Because uh, people would probably only pay a nickel for this Shut up. Stuff. You're ruining oh, it. You're oh, ruining you it again. Call me out. Uh, all right, so you're going to hit the club. Uh, you're going to go get the ladies uh, and see how that works out. Yeah, we have three single James right here in the uh, studio now, you know? Well, sort of. I'm sort of. James. Hey, your middle name is James, so well, it that's, counts. That's right. So I'm I'm all good. Uh, yeah. Mike, I'm laying down the gauntlet now. It's uh, Labor Day weekend, Vegas. Yeah, you had mentioned this to me. See, this, this, see here's the thing. So... James here IMs me, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or something and, and says, hey, why, what do you think of going to uh, Vegas for Labor Day? Now, keeping in mind that I would love to go to Vegas. Now, here's the thing. I have comps for Vegas. I, over here on my desk, I, the, the excitement, theater of the mind of radio, but all of this right here, these are all, this is my stack of stuff. This is my stack of comps. They're just sitting on my desk. Here's the problem. 
I can use these anytime, but the problem is I got to get there. <laughs> I got to get, I'm so, see, the problem is I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a financial position right now where even getting to Vegas is a little bit precarious. I, you know, if I could convince one of my friends who has about, you know, who has a, 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 yep. a buttload of money. Okay. He's got a buttload of money. He makes $30 an hour. Uh, well, I could, if I could convince odd, him you know. to go, uh, then, you know, he could just, we could drive up there. But otherwise, you know, it's, it's going to be a little tough. I thought you were a millionaire from the show. Well, you know, I mean. I've He's most, a millionaire. I by, was, you but know, see, you know, I had all my stock in BP and, you know, <laughs> you see how that's gone. It spilled all over the Gulf. Yeah, be, because us bastards are bad-mouthing BP, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Mike, I'm not sure why you sided with us on that story. Uh, if you have I know. I can't believe I, I should have come on the air and protected my stock interest. I should have said, yeah, I should have been like Rush Limbaugh. You know, ladies and gentlemen, BP is one of the greatest. Hold on. BP, ladies and gentlemen, let me. BP is one of the greatest uh, companies ever. It's the greatest oil company ever uh, invented. You know, let me tell you something about BP. You know that every drop of oil that spills into the Gulf is actually going to cure cancer. <laughs> All the, the petroleum, the complex carbohydrin, uh, carbo, uh, uh, hydrogen, I don't even know what I'm talking about. The, uh, I carbon. Yeah. Sorry. I've had a few too many to drink. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, those, uh, complex, uh, hydrocarbons will cure cancer because they'll kill everything. Oops. I said that out loud. Every time Tony Hayworth sighs now, a puppy is born. Yeah. An angel gets his wings when Tony Hayward sighs or goes to a yacht race, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, don't buy. What's this? Oh, this is my. Hold on. This is my, my 401k. Oh, it's got up again for BP. No, I mean, that's the problem. I mean, uh, I, I wish. So that's the current financial. But I, I let's put it this way. Here's, Here, here's what you should do, Mike. You should put, put options on no. I'm not saying no, and I'm not ruling it out. All right. You know, my, my trip to, to Minnesota, that's that's on the uh that's that's on the back burner? No, no, I've got that's okay, all okay. that's all okay. covered. Yeah. I don't uh I don't have a problem with that. Basically, uh I'm I'm just gonna freeload. My grandma she she goes, You have to come up and visit and I'm gonna pay. And I go, No. See I my grandma's one of these people, like, she's, you know, my brother is, is he just turned 37 in, in uh, earlier this month, and, uh, you know, I'm 32. My grandma still sends us, you know, cards all the time with money in them, you know, for birthdays. and $15 check. No, well, it's, it's usually more than, it's like $100 or something. So, yeah, so my grandma's, you know, she's just, she's like that. She's always, well, you know, because we're. Well, don't you know. Yeah, so she sends us. Yeah, she sends us that stuff, and uh, and and she wants us to come visit really bad, and she's she's you know willing to pay for our trip up there. I think she just is going to chop us up and use us for the life insurance money. Myself, um, I mean, you know, she could make an aggressive movement toward us, as we yeah. heard in that story earlier. Yeah, <laughs> it still still yeah. baffles me how an eighty six yeah, yeah. year old woman Don't makes an aggressive move. Off. <laughs> Don't taste my grandma. Don't taste my granny. Well, this has Don't been an aggressive pose in bed. Yes. Better watch out, Mike. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm on the alert. I got to tell you, I'm. I'm looking out. So, 
That's the plan. The plan is, yes, tentatively speaking, I would love to go to Vegas for um, for Labor Day. Of course, oh, the rates are going to be jacked up a little bit, and I don't know how many of these comps are going to work because hey, that, you, that uh, could be a blackout well. weekend. What's that? You want to go? Yeah, sure, I'll go. Dude, you're 15. What are you going to do in, in Las Vegas, honestly? I think I can know a couple of things. Giggity. No. Actually, giggity, no, you can't. <laughs> no, be kissing in my Cheerios. Wait, what was that? Mike, I got to head out. Okay. But it's always a pleasure talking to you. Of course. I, I thoroughly enjoy the show. I've been listening since 2005. Except to the podcasts. Except to the podcasts. So, That's like a- I said, you know, think about Vegas. And, uh, you know, when you're up here, give me a shout. Maybe we'll hang out. Yeah. Where, where, where about are you in Minneapolis anyway? Are you actually in, like, the, the city? Are you in a, in a burb? Where are you at? I'm in Edina, Minnesota. Oh, okay. I know where that is. Yeah. All right, have a good night. All right. uh, James, you have a good night, too. Yeah. Uh, I'll be sure to do that. Later. All right, see ya. It's James, everybody, checking in. What the hell was that? Uh, He he called. I think he wanted to... He told me that he wanted to, like, tirade about women. Uh, And then... You know, Tom Likas style. Yeah, I think he was going to... He wanted me to, like, join in on that, so I tried to set him up for it. Like, at first, I tried to, like, get him to wind up and... But I don't know, that he, he just, I guess he didn't want to do it. Because <laughs> I guess, I don't know, maybe maybe he didn't want to have that on his record. Yeah. Oh, we, we had a nice, we had a bitch session earlier. Well, actually, he had a bitch session. I'm, I'm certainly one to pile on, so. All right, well, there you have it. So, you see, you can call in and be part of the show. The problem is, is yeah. that, you know, this show is not on at a, at a specific time. But if you ever want to call in and be a part of the podcast, you can do that. You know, the, the best part is, though, I just had him call. In. I, I didn't even turn on the toll-free number. That was on his dime, not mine. Eh, cheap bastard. I know. I didn't even turn on the uh, the toll-free number. Anyway, so you've got something else over there. I mean, I might as well just throw this all into this segment. You might, My hopes of doing a, a, an hour or an hour and a half show, I think, are out the window. <laughs> I think they are. All right, what do you got? Uh... Well, here's the thing. Do you want me to do this like little nerd segment, or do you want me to do the top ten thing? Well, if you got something nerdy you want to pass along, ladies and gentlemen, something nerdy. We we need some. I know we need a yeah, sound. That, we need uh, sound effects. Yeah, we need we need some sort of sound effects for this. Uh, you know, this is just ridiculous. You you go yeah. ahead. You go ahead with the nerd segment. What I'll do is I'll just sit here. And I'll look for something. You know, I'll look for a sound effect for it or something. You just. All right. So what do you got? All right, well, um, going off on what I had last week, I discussed the pros and cons of E3, as they were. You know, we talked about the 3DS and whatnot and new video games. But the big question everybody was asking is, why weren't they? Why weren't there any new video game consoles? Now, not too many people are asking this question, but apparently enough people are asking, so that way there's... No, a whole bunch of people were going, well, the the reason Microsoft and Sony didn't release any new consoles, you know, is all that stuff, is there are actually a whole bunch of factors working this, otherwise they would have released a new console. The first reason is that the companies right now simply cannot afford to invest into a new console. Well, that makes which sense. Is, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean... Um, and there's also factors from the factors. The reason they can't afford to invest is because, you know, right now profits are down for obvious reasons. 
And right now, nobody can afford to buy a new console. Uh, besides Christmas sales, I mean, that's probably all they're going to get are Christmas sales. So, what the companies have done is, as I may have mentioned last week, they upgraded all their consoles, basically. They, they added new stuff. You know, they added new stuff to it. Like, uh, for example, uh, Sony uh, has their stupid-ass Wii remote rip-off, and Xbox 360 has their Kinect, Natal, whatever. I like Natal, has a better ring to it. And what they've done is they're planning on releasing, you know, AAA games, and, you know, they're updating all their consoles with new accessories and whatnot, and their plan is to actually release a new console a couple more years from now rather than right now because normally they normally by now they'll have the Wii 2 or the PS4 or whatever out so um that's the uh that's the big uh, news and nerdiness this week uh, there's no new consoles and the reason why is because you know there's the economy and whatnot and nobody's willing to buy a new console makes sense everybody just wants you know I mean and the upgrades Plus, are pretty cheap. The I mean, let's upgrades face it. Actually, let's face it. The PS3's been out for a little while, but uh, you know, can you imagine if if what a slap in the face it would be? Okay, now we got a we got a PS4 now, and it's got a computer on it. You know, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think that might be that might piss some people off. Yeah, let's see. Um, and basically, the accessories are very expensive. They're, you're basically putting a giant add-on to the console, which actually worries a lot of people because they're reminiscing of when Sega had a lot of those add-ons and whatnot. You know, like Sega CD and 32X. Uh, as sense. I said, yeah, you know, uh, except for, uh, but the big surprise is that Nintendo, they, they don't even have to do anything because they... They still got their Wiimote, you know? Plus, they got, you know, the new system, Kid Icarus, GoldenEye, all that stuff coming out. Not to uh, cut it short, but that's really about it. No. Well, that's too bad. Like I, 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 was, I, was looking, I was looking for a sound. There's, there's really nothing. I've got, I got a lot of old... Here, let's see. That's not going to work. No. See? These, these are terrible. Yeah, Sorry. play me out, Terra style, Mike. Oh, if you want, oh, hi, wait, 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 hold on. You want, you want terrorist style? All right. Yeah. Here you go. All right. <laughs> that's how we take you out terrorist style on this show. Oh, that's always good. All right. Mike at KMGX.com. That's the email address. No. Not at the... We don't have any official... Yeah, thing. we don't have any official sounder for the geek segment. All right? So if you want to send in an MP3, that'd always be great. Well, I mean, you know, it, we're always open to suggestions, but cheesy sound effects. Like that, for example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that is... That's, that's perfect. That's, that's pretty good, actually. Here's James with something cheesy. We actually used to use these. These were part of our old production effects. There you go. What? 
the gentleman and the nerd segment. For those of you who have no lives and have never lost your virginity, this segment is for you. Yeah, as bad. Yeah, as bad as those are. That's like that's our imaging from back in like 2001. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. All right, a uh, a break is definitely in order. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just sit here and play with these all night. Yeah. You're going to play with yourself over there, Mike? No, I'm going to play with my sound effects. <laughs> See? I got I got a bunch what of How is that? Star Trek <laughs> oh god that is alright look great. yeah got like blood me out Galga style Mike yeah that's pretty much what that is too that's uh, that's that's pretty interesting right there alright look uh, that's it we'll we'll be back um, I, I wish I had a sweeper I wish I had something uh, to use but I don't all right, we'll uh, we'll just go out with something random. Hang on, I I I just hit ten buttons at once, and now it's all. Wow. We'll use this instead. Okay. The time of my life. Wow. Never felt like this I found it sad. I could tell that yeah. just from the first second. It's the now this is much better. Battle like a when crappy covers the lies thing. No fun. Why not just play it out with eight tone Mr. Brightside? Yeah. <laughs> we can just use that. We'll be. We'll, uh. I mean it this time. I really mean it. We'll be back. Thank you. Sit back. But she wants to be 
I'm just gonna go take a dump. I got this uh, song on. It's like uh, seven or eight minutes. I don't know, dude. Well, well, to be fair, Mike, American Pie is a eight-minute song. Yes, and uh, I would do anything for love by Meatloaf is eleven minutes, and Freebird is almost ten, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're into the long tunes, man. And uh, funeral like, for a friend, dude. We could, we could play all the class. Coming up, man, Mountain John. Little, the funeral for a friend coming up here on uh, the classic rock station. Actually, there's there's a guy that almost sounds exactly like that, but I don't think he's on. I think he's on the album rock station. So we have we have a classic rock station in Phoenix, and then an album rock station. Now, for those of you that might be wondering, there is a difference. See, classic rock is well, I don't know. Some stations have their own very bizarre definition of classic rock. Like, I've actually heard Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me on our local classic rock station here in Phoenix. I've, I've heard them play Guns N' Roses. That, to me, is not classic rock. Like when I think of classic rock, I do think of Zeppelin. I do, to an extent, uh, think of, uh, of Elton John and, um, you know... The Beatles, I guess, like the Stones. Frank Sinatra, maybe. Uh, no, Sinatra, no, no, Sinatra is not. That's like that's that's your big band. That's your whatever. Ah, that's that wouldn't be classic. There's no, there's nothing, there's no rock element to Frank Sinatra. Yeah, my ah. my horns, the horns <laughs> in these songs are very classic. I think I'm classic rock, and if you don't like it, I will come back from the dead and haunt you. <laughs> but, oh, well. Uh, you know, it's a stupid name. But uh, but yeah. So uh, but so that's but then album rock can be classic rock, but they can they'll play the deeper cuts off the album, man. Yeah, I mean they'll, they'll play, play the they'll play they'll play the hits that. they'll play the hits too, but they'll play the deeper cuts. You know. So all those so instead of just hearing uh, "Slow Ride" by Foghat, you might hear, I don't know, cut ten off of the off of the uh, album, and you go they'll be like. Yeah, that was a song that Foghat didn't release because the record company said it was the biggest piece of crap going, but they released it anyway, and we just played it right here. 93.3 KDKB, your album rock station, man. Yeah, and, uh, and let me let me just tell you something right now. Coming up, uh, it's going to be D. Snyder's House of Hair. It's a great and show. After that, I'm going to describe how beautiful this weed is. Uh, after that, I'm going to go talk to some teenagers uh, out in front of a local high school and be like, hey, you know the best thing about high schoolers? I get older and they stay the same age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming up. We're an unusual it's, radio it's a, show. Uh, it's a fog hat marathon, man. Here you go. 93.3 KDKB. Where everybody's stoned. Fog hat, man. This I remember the first time I heard this song, me and my lady, we were getting high. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm gonna rock it up right now. <laughs> Alright, and with that, I think we can safely transition into this, which I would much rather just I'd much rather just play Fog Hat. But we all it's, it's hard to imagine after that song. It's hard to imagine that they didn't have any more hits. But. Pop, 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 
Then again, it's hard to imagine M didn't have any more hits after this tune. Well, apparently they didn't roll enough joints. Yeah, they didn't roll enough joints. And in case you're new to the program or you haven't heard this segment before, you know, every week we like to take a look. I don't know why we we don't actually like to, but I feel actually kind of obligated at this point to take a look at the top 10 songs in the world of CHR pop. And what these are, these are the 10 most played songs on radio stations across the country based on official airplay data. We feel it's just necessary to kill you a little bit inside every Friday. Yeah. Okay. I'll go for that. All right, so this week at... You don't die inside every time you hear Lady Gaga. Well... I do. I think I actually die a little bit outside. I I think I actually do start to get a little bit of... uh, A little bit of the gangrene. I don't mind telling you. All right, so this week at uh, number 10, it's still just holding on to the chart. It's B.O.B. This is Nothing On You. Beautiful girls all over the world. I could be chasing, but my time would be wasted. They got nothing on you, baby. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Where's the Vuvuzela mix? I don't know. That's that's number 10 on the chart this week. That's about all I can take. I don't know about you. Number nine, it's something new. This is... Yeah, this would be Mike... Mike Posner. Or Posner, I don't know. You're asking me. Anyway, this song is called Cooler Than Me. I haven't even heard it yet. I wonder if oh it's boy. cool. Nope, it sucks. Already have you up under my arm. I use the ball of my tricks. I hope that you like this, but you probably won't. Yeah. You think you're cooler than me. You got design to shape. You got to hide your face. And you wear a You're cooler than me. And you never say hey or remember my name. And it's probably because you think you're cooler than me. Baseline borrowed from the Beach Boys, I think. It really does sound like a crappy high school musical. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. a good high school musical. Yeah, well. I hear Mike That's Posner's uh, favorite group is Owl City. <laughs> I just love Firefly, man. All right, so as if we're not lighting the loafers enough. Oh, now hold on, we can't put this down though. Number eight. Number eight. This song is great. Hold on, crank it up. This is the greatest song ever. How old is the guy singing this song? He's got to, he's either, he's either, well, let's just say he's either very femme or he's 12. Either way, I think he's femme. No, it's just oh. 
Watch out, this kid's like five. That's, that's what they're putting out now. Hey, he releases a hot dog at five. He's set for life. Yeah. Or until his parents spend it all by the time he's six. Yeah. All right, at number eight, you can't put this down. It's Tyo Cruz featuring Luna. Luna. Now, I may not be the worst or the best, but you got to respect my honesty. And I may yeah. break your heart, but I don't really think anybody as bomb as me. So you can take this chance. Yeah, they just get worse and worse. I need therapy now. Number seven, it's... Yeah, I know. I, I do, too. Oh, wait. I already have it. I, I'm going to have to up my sessions. At number uh, seven, it's LaRue. This is Bulletproof. Boy, that's, that actually transitioned perfectly. Maybe all these songs just sound the same. They just all mix together perfectly. I guess that's one advantage to the pop chart there. I'm going to fight Dr. Wiley now. Here comes Proto Man. Somebody wrote me uh, last week and said they actually they really dig this song and they hate when I talk over it. So I'll see if I can go like. 20, I'll see if I can play the hook without, you know, talking over it. All right. All right. I think I, I think I did okay. There. If they get right. the song, why don't they buy the damn thing themselves? Whoops. Hold on a minute. I just, I just, <laughs> this, the system hated that so bad. It just, it just decided it was going to randomly play something else there. I, I had to, all right, here we go. It committed suicide, didn't it? It's a uh, Travi McCoy billionaire at uh, number six. I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad. Buy all of the things I never had. Yeah. I want to be on the cover. Oh, then just ask to borrow my, uh, money from Mike. What's that? Just ask to borrow money from Mike. Oh. Huh. Yeah, exactly. You can borrow money from me. Got my BP stock, baby. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have BP put Yeah. A different city every night. Oh, I, I swear the world better prepare. All right, that's that's all I can take. That's um, that's billionaire. That's uh, Travi McCoy. All right, so anyway, here we go with uh, number five. It's of course Lady Gaga with uh, with the official theme song of transsexual killers everywhere. Alejandro. Actually, what was what was that story? It was a it was a transgendered prostitute. Yeah, if you robbed the bank, that way you could pay a transgender prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. And he was living with. Alejandro, Alejandro, Ali, Alejandro, Ali, Alejandro. 
This song will forever remind me of that. That's that's the anytime we get a story like that. Anytime we get a transgender story, I think this would be the official theme. All right. Meanwhile, at number four, it's no longer the number one song. Look out. Look out. Oh Here we go. It's Kesha, Your Love Is My Drug. Song. That song was number one for, I believe, uh, six with five weeks, I believe, was there. was. So here we are with uh, number three. It's Usher, OMG. Featuring Will I Am. Of course, I forget that detail every week. How can I leave him out? Two weeks later, she ripped my heart out cause she's a bitch. Honey got some boobies like wow, oh wow. Then I got a pregnant, wow, wow, wow. Child support for 18 years, wow, wow, ow. All right, thank you. Number two. You write songs, Mike. I know. I, I'm, I am multi-talented. There's no question about it. Number two, it's B.O.B. featuring somebody. Who cares? It's, uh, now, there's controversy because there's two of these, I guess. This is Airplanes Part 2. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars? I could really use a wish right now. Wish right now. What I want to know is, this reminds me of... of a few years ago, there was um, what was that song? I, I gotta, I gotta find that song. There was a a song similar to this. It was called "Independent Women," Part One. That was Destiny's Child, I believe. We used to have that in the library. I don't know what happened to it, but I, I think one day I finally just decided I'd had enough and I deleted it. And I don't delete anything, as is very evident by the fact that we have this. And I just dropped my new album. On the first week, I did 500,000 gold in the spring and diamond in the fall. Okay. All right. Well, that means we're up to the number one song. And number it is one. yeah, it is unfortunate that this is the number one song, but it is. Um, this, I, think this is, I think this is the third song that this artist has had that's reached number one on, on a chart. Actually, it might, I think it's actually the fourth song. Now that I think about it. But anyway, this is uh, Katy Perry. It's California Girls with the G-U-R-L-S. Yeah. Until we get some... I just... Uh, West Coast represent. I'd have a better chance uh, deciphering the Dead Sea Scrolls. <sighs> Boy. Okay. 
That's your pop chart. Oh, let's let's just rock out to Katy Perry. Hey. What's that, dude? I just said, yeah. Ah, sun-kissed skin so hot. It's hot when girls get melanoma. I love me a girl with some skin cancer. Of anything more attractive than that? Uh, Jeff, maybe Mike. All right. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, uh, I'm not sure if I could exactly say it on there, though. What, something more attractive than skin cancer? Oh, yes. No, never mind, never mind. All right. It was like dynamite dead drop in. <laughs> yeah, dead joke. It's like I had it, then I lost it. All right. Well, <clears throat> okay, here it is. This is it. Here it is. Independent women part one. Destiny's child, yo. Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou. Cameron D and Destiny. Charlie's Angels, come on. Yeah. Uh, uh. Question, tell me what you think about me I buy my own diamonds and I buy my own rings Only ring your celly when I'm feeling lonely When it's all over, please get Yeah, alright, there you have it All right. Well, that's uh, that's the pop chart, and that's uh, that's also a little bonus there. Independent women part one. See, there's independent women part one, and then there's airplanes part two. See, part two, part two, part two, part two. So, obligatory yeah. SpongeBob joke, right there. Okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Yeah, you'll have to, won't you? It's like if I were to make an anime reference, you wouldn't know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, yes, it's not like I... It's, that's true. I, I generally don't keep up on my... Uh, I have to admit, my, my knowledge of, of anime is... Uh, yeah, as far as Sailor Moon, right? Yeah, that's about it. And even then, it's skeptical. All right. So you've got a list of, of stuff, I, I believe. You have a, a another, it's, it's a countdown kind of show. You have a list of the most expensive something. What is it? Perfumes this week. The most expensive perfume. Yeah, it was a toss up between watches, handbags, and perfumes, and perfumes won. Excellent. Felt good, right? Yes. All right. Let's uh, get the phlegm out of my throat. Um, probably a good idea. Just gonna, yeah. Just going to go ahead and guess. Excuse me for a second there. Uh, <clears throat> All right. Uh, so coming in at number 10 for the most expensive perfumes in the world is Channel number 5, standing in at 
$234 per 100 milliliters. So that would be, yes, Chanel number five, 200, wow. You Chanel. know, what's, what's funny is I've, I, uh, now I've never bought Chanel number five, but I have, have, uh, my mom had a specific perfume that she wanted for her birthday and I almost spent that for a perfume. I spent, it was over a hundred bucks. It was like $104 or something for, uh. Well, this is 234 per yeah. 100 milliliters. So I mean, yeah. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's, it cost a lot of money. Well, well shoot, it got more than my truck cost me. Or whatever. Well, if it costs a lot All of right. money, it must. It has to be good. Yeah, Chanel Number no. Five is the first fragrance launched by a Persian courtier, Gabrielle Coco Chanel, and has been on sale continuously since its introduction in 1921. Oh, good. It has been described as the world's most legendary fragrance and ranks on the top places in perfumery sales charts. It remains the best-selling fragrance of par. Booms Chanel, and the company estimates that bottles are sold worldwide every 30 seconds. Wow. So, some idiot drops 230 bucks on this perfume every 30 seconds. Well, people have a lot of money, I guess. I guess the economy really isn't that bad. Must be. Alright, well, let's see. Standing in at number nine, the Shalini perfume. There we go. Shalini perfume. Stands then at a whopping nine hundred dollars per two point two ounce bottle. <laughs> that's that's even less than I get with my Rue Twenty One colognes. I, I get like a one point three ounces, uh, thirteen ounces, something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, sh- let's see. Shalini perfume created by Maurice Rochel. One interesting thing is that Marcel perfumer of the Musk Ravageur Irish Silver Mist. Uh, I have no idea what this is talking about. It's like clearly for people who are savvy with the perfume industry. Yes. Let's see. Shalini is uh, fused with the deep luxurious aroma of sandalwood, musk, tuberose, and vanilla. <laughs> uh, I gotta be honest, I've never even heard of tuberose. I have no it's, idea what uh, that is. It's a fine, I got to tell you, it is a fine fragrance if you're a billionaire. Yeah. If you think you just have too much money, or if you're afraid to spend $3 on a bottle of Axe, there's Shalini Perfume. Perfect for the man with too much money. <laughs> or whatever. The woman, I should say, rather. All right, standing in at number eight, <laughs> it just gets better and better. Caron de Poivre, P-O-I-V-R-E. That's, uh, <laughs> I got no idea how to pronounce that. Public education at its finest, folks. Uh, standing at number eight, Caron de Poivre, $2,000 per two ounces. $1,000 per ounce, you know. Being wow. math savvy, as it were. Unbelievable. <laughs> and it comes in this fantastic the box. Let's see. The perfume comes with more luring when packaged with the per- spectacular, spectacularly, he tried to say, Barkhart bottle. Bottle. Ah, God, I'm getting tongue-tied over here. <sighs> the bottle encrusted with pristine crystals on the white gold collar. The bottle reflects shine of sophistication. The bottle containing two ounces of Caron Favois 
is sold for two thousand dollars. Um. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry for my terrible. Sud- suddenly, suddenly the the bottle of perfume I bought for my mom doesn't seem so bad now. Yes, doesn't it? All right, standing in at number seven, the Ralph Lauren perfume Notorious. Standing in at $3,540 per 2.5-ounce bottle. <clears throat> this perfume priced at $3,540 is one of the most expensive perfumes ever launched. Haraj is a retailer. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's the expensive sounder, I guess. <laughs> Harad is a retail outlet. Well... You gotta have like a cash sound effect, don't you? You know, ching. Uh, yeah, you I'll I'll, have... I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> the retail outlet where it can be bought from. This perfume is used by a segment of ultra premium people in position that's the best perfume to wear during Christmas time. Advertised by the French model La Chita La Chita Chia. It's like French name, whatever. Latitia Casta. So it was advertised by this model chick, oh. apparently. Well, that makes sense, then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm what? sorry, give me a second. This is the most ridiculous model design I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to try not to. Um, <laughs> give me a second here. It's literally shaped like an Egyptian pyramid with this like little purple thing on top. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. All right, let's let's see if I can pronounce the French or Spanish or whatever name. The Barcada Perfume Bottle Les Lormes Sacrés de Thebes. Standing in uh, number oh, yeah, six. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. At least uh, at least I can pronounce everything. Yeah. Uh, it's it stands then at. $6,800. One Barcard is known as is known for its production of crystal encrusted bottles used to pack exclusive perfume. With this perfume, uh, Les Lames Sacrés Barcard stepped into a field of perfume business. Les Lames Sacrés de Thebes is the successful leap of Barcard world into the world of perfumes industry. Well, that that's just uh, like all these uh, all these perfumes seem to come from Paris. Kind of weird. The French love their wine, their cigarettes, and their perfumes. Apparently, all right. Uh, let's see. Standing at number five, the Jar Perfumes Bottle of Lightning. Then then at. It's $765 per ounce, but when sold in the bottle form, it's uh, probably more expensive than the Barcard or whatever. So, uh, this perfume, created by a famous jewelry designer, Joel A. Russell, this perfume emits a heady, strong smell. Something familiar to the odor of air just after a bolt of lightning has cut through the atmosphere. So apparently, this smells like what air smells like after a bolt of lightning. Let me tell you, if you know what that smells like, you're probably not ah, alive. Ah, the sweet smell of ozone. That's uh, mm-hmm. not that like breathing that. that in. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> just play random bumpers every time I announce the price. Yeah, that, that wasn't that wasn't a bumper. That was just a was just a sound effect. But yeah, sound effect bumper, whatever, whatever you want to call them. All right, let's see. I can't get it up. You know what it smells like after lightning strikes? That's got to be something. Yes. All right, let's see. The unusual aroma of this extract da parfum is cinnamon with the dramatic and unconventional sense of jeweler A. Rossinelle. Jar itself is derived from the creator initial. Ah, all righty then. Let's see. Standing in at number four, the Joy Parfum from Jean Patou Parfum by Henry Alamaras. Standing in at $800 per ounce. So obviously, once again, the bottle is probably expensive when sold in complete form. Uh, let's see. Joy is a perfume created in 1929. Joy was created as a reaction to the 1929 Wall Street crash. And let's see. Apparently, it smells like uh, 10,000 jasmine flowers and 28 Rio roses to required to create 30 milliliters of parfum, hence its high selling price. <laughs> 10,000 jasmine flowers destroyed to create 30 milliliters of this perfume. Let me tell you, I'd rather just have the jasmine flowers. Yeah. So, yeah. you mean to tell me you got all of that perfume out of 10,000 pounds of jasmine flowers? No, 10,000 flowers, not 10,000 pounds. I know. I'm, uh, so, you're not the only one that could do random obscure references. Ah. Well, oh, well, I suppose, you know, that's the way and that's the way it was over there. All right, standing in at number three, the Anik Gutala Perfume, A uh, E-A-U, the Haldran, standing in at $1,500 for 3.4-ounce bottles. Wow, that's... Um, <laughs> and wow. $1,500 for a 3.4-ounce bottle. <laughs> Uh, that's you know what I think of all the sounds I think that's <laughs> that, that this 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 will work there. <laughs> oh, that's great. Let's see. Uh, we're, we're just if you're wondering, I've been finding cheesy sound effects in the old library here all night. So don't don't you know what? Don't mind me. I'm just playing with toys. Let's see, renowned model, award winner. Let's see, uh, it is the research of her extensive research on citrus fruits made of extracts from citrus fruits like grapes and Sicilian lemons. The fragrant sweet smelling can do magic for keep people all around you under your satisfaction of your personality. See, what I'm looking for is the perfume that's made out of pheromones. That way, you know, I'm guaranteed to get some action. They have lots of those. Oh, well, goddammit, I need to buy some of that. Alright, let's see. Standing in at number two, the Hermes Perfume 24 Fabog, standing at $1,500. Wow. Uh, I don't know what that was. Jackass, you interrupted me. Now I gotta start all over again. Alright, let's see. Standing at number two, the Hermes Perfume 24 Fabog, Standing in at $1,500 for a single ounce bottle. Hey, kids. 
<laughs> what the hell is that? I... Hey, kids. <laughs> um. Well, we are talking uh, about perfume. I think that fits perfect. I suppose. Let's see. The perfume named after the Parthon, Parijan, or whatever Hermes flag store. Let's see. Luxury and luxuriance and feminine quality. Let's see. In its oh, limited goodness. edition line with 1,000 bottles sold around the world. Let's see. It's based upon the vitality of Ylang Ylang, Orange Blossom, Jasmine, Iris, Vanilla, and Amber, Amber Git Grist Fragrances. The 24 Fabarg is best compliments of the soft aesthetic self in you. Oh, of course. <laughs> who, who the yes, hell? the who didn't aesthetic you who spent fifteen hundred dollars on a goddamn bottle of perfume. Oh, that's Not even a bottle; it's one ounce. All right, uh, standing in at number one, can I get a drum roll? You, uh, I can wait. You probably could. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> there we. Okay, now that's good and loud. Standing at number one, the Clive Christian perfume stands in at $215,000. Wait, wait. That's close to a quarter million dollars wait, wait, wait. for a bottle of perfume, people. Wait. How much is it again? $215,000. Okay. $215,000. Okay, well, that, that, was, that wasn't right. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Let's see. The expensive we perfume gotta, we gotta has a flag top. that one. That that one. That's that's a keeper. So two hundred fifteen thousand yeah. dollars, and it's. Uh, does it have any funny shape to the bottle? Anything exciting about it? Let's see. Uh, the top looks like a sink knob. The <laughs> bottom looks like looks like some sort of awkward rhombus or something like that. Let's yeah, the, see. This expensive the awkward perfume. Rhombus perfume. Yeah. Whatever. This expensive perfume has a top-class quality to its credit. The reason why there is no dearth of buyers in spite of its high price, I can't imagine why there would be no dearth in buyers. I can't <laughs> its unique scent has a perfume afasandio rate. It is as a heady mixture of jasmine, cardamom, uh, carnation, lemon, bergamot, and benzione. Benzoin, rather. However, skeptics attribute to its high price by dazzling white diamond affixed it to the bottle that could be worth USD $215,000. Because of this price factor, Imperialist Majesty uh, is available in very small amounts. Ten bottles for Clive Crystal, number one for men, or number one for women fragrance, are all what you get. So apparently, uh, the... Bathroom sink knob on top is a diamond, and the oh. perfume is relatively worthless. It's the diamond on top that makes the perfume worth something. That's that's. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Jesus, you think about all these bottles we've had up here. We haven't had any platinum flakes or whatever. We haven't had any yeah, like none of these, you know, like silver or whatever. Yeah, none of these are like liquid. Uh, yeah, none of these are made of uh, of probably because if you sprayed that. Well, anyway, it, it would just. I am surprised, though. Yeah, you know, like we don't have any liquid gold perfume or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Really disappointed. I am honestly speechless. I mean, like, 
Uh, I got nothing. I mean, what can you say? It's a quarter million dollar bottle of perfume, almost, anyway. Well, I mean, that's good, though. That's it's good, good stuff. At least, at least you can take take away the fact that you spent all that money on uh, on perfume. And what if, you know, what if you spend that money and then, like, the person you buy it for, your girlfriend, uh, you know, wife, girlfriend's wife, whatever, you spend all that money and uh, they hate it. You'd be like, bitch, I just spent $215,000 on this bottle of perfume. You don't like it. I will send your ass out of here. And then she'd say, you know what? I, I take it back. I, I don't hate it. I hate you for being so stupid. Why couldn't you have taken me on a friggin' vacation with that? Yeah, why, why didn't you spend it why on that you buy me a car? dollars cake? Yeah. Or, or what about that $100,000 iPhone cover? Yeah, really. That was really nice. Be practical. Yeah. I mean, at least the iPhone cover, it's forever. But this perfume, I'm going to waste it. You realize that? How do we transition from that? How do we transition? Here's here's how I transition. Thank you, thank you. That was that was a, you know what's this is this is the thing that pisses me off about these lists. I tell you right now, I know that there's somebody that's buying that. That's what bothers me every week. That's what bothers me about this stuff. I know that somebody is sitting there and they are purchasing that. Somebody somewhere is purchasing. Well, I mean, we all know that Chanel number five, again, you just read it yourself. I mean, it's one of the, it's, it's, first of all, it's the most well-known fragrance of perfume that's out there. And if it's that much, you're talking people that spend a couple hundred bucks for an ounce of it. And, and you realize, you really, not even, yeah, not even in a, you realize that, um, well, actually a hundred milliliters is like, uh, well, there's three. Yeah, I can look right here, as a matter of fact. A can of Coke, I believe it's 354 milliliters. Let's see. Well, it's 355 milliliters for 12 ounces. So four ounces, about a third of that, so about 118, give or take. Um, so you're, so it's, it's less than four ounces that you're spending so two, that's a couple hundred bucks for do you realize so perfume? Yeah. Do you realize? I mean, weed is cheaper than that. <laughs> Heroin. Hell, in, in some circles, you can get coke cheaper than you can go down to Colombia. You can get yourself some coke cheaper than that. Yeah, some Colombian bam bam. I mean, most drugs are cheaper than that. If drugs are cheaper than than some fragrance, you know it's a problem. If drugs are cheaper than pretty much anything, you know it's a problem. I mean, not, I mean, there's a couple exceptions, obviously, but not that I'm you know, out like there. Like the car, but you not, get the idea. Yeah, I mean, not that I'm out there, you know, pricing. Yeah. Drugs uh, all the yeah, time. Yeah, like and, I got all of the prices on the stocks on drugs, man. Weed yeah. is down about one percent. Coke is up about five percent. Yeah. Yeah. And we need the drug. We need the. <laughs> Look at your money. Yeah. You know, they, a lot of radio stations, look at your money this hour from the Wall Street Journal, the Dow Jones Industrial. What we need is we need like a, somebody to look at the, uh, the, the drug trade. <laughs> yeah. All right. This look at the drug trade this hour uh, brought to you by Julio. No, it's brought to you by Alejandro. Yeah, brought to you by 
Okay, we decided down uh, two tenths of a point, dude. We are trading right now about uh, for a dime bag. You know, the night dime bag used to be ten dollars. Now, because of inflation, a dime bag is actually a lot more than that. I say, sorry about that, weirdo. Anyway, so and 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 uh, in addition, uh, about fifty people died this week due to the drug trade. That is all. So uh, that's it. That's uh, that's your most expensive list. Thanks to James for providing that. Also, thanks to the yeah. other James for calling in, though he doesn't listen to the podcast. So we could say anything we wanted about. Yeah, it. we're we're we running can, out of jokes for we, this uh, segment we, of mine, ain't we? We could make fun of his Minnesota accent. We could. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's not. I don't think he listens to the podcast. I don't know what his deal is. What's mm. up with that? Maybe he's like one of those Facebook stalkers, like I said. He changed his status. I bet he was talking about me. Yeah, could be. Could be like those people. Yeah, the people that message me on Facebook, and then I I message them back, and I never hear from them. It's too bad, too. To go back to old jokes, right? What's that? It's always good to go back to uh, one-week-old jokes, right? What are you talking about? Uh, Never mind. God damn it. (laughs) God damn it, Mike. You got to stay in the loop. All right. I'll stay in my own loop. <laughs> um, okay. Now, I don't know why this is not working, but uh, see, now I'm trying to play the close for my, for my show, and that's not working. Okay. There we go. So. All right, then. This has been a, uh, an exciting, another exciting edition of uh, Michael Graff in Exile. So we had James Call. We have James digitally here. We had, um, it, was, it was a busy show. We had a lot of, uh, what a nice long opening segment there. You know, I came in this uh, to this show with a lot of high energy. It was light outside when I started doing this show. It has now long since been dark. The, the truth of the matter is I haven't had anything to eat all day. I wanted to do a quick show so I could, you know, run run over and get something to eat. But now I'm going to have to go over to the bar and it's going to be crowded. Right right now I got the urge for a carbonated drink. Well, I have, I have the urge for an adult uh, beverage, actually. And I think I will go and, and imbibe on that. Yeah, going to get yourself like a mojito or Fire Island, some of that. Yeah, because I'm all over the gay, I'm all over the gay drinks. That's, that's really my. Oh, I'm gonna go get myself a mojito. Big snaps for mojitos. Mmm, mm, mm. yummy, yummy in my tummy. Um, no, I don't think so. Actually, I'm gonna go. I'll have myself a, a nice beer. Of course, I gotta get over to. Yeah, it's the thing. I have to get over to the bar because what's gonna happen is people are gonna line up outside the damn bar so they can watch the World Cup tomorrow. I can't believe that. 11.30 a.m. People are going to be crowded over here at this na- at, at the bars in my neighborhood just to watch the World Cup. Most popular sport in the world, Mike. Uh, most popular sport outside of the United States. Let's let's remember that. Yeah. Hold on. I, now now I have to. Well, I have to. I have to back sell. I have to. I have to back time again. Uh, let me just say, Mike at KMGX.com is our email address. Okay, it's Mike at KMGX.com, Michael Graff Show, AOL Instant Messenger. Also, and if you. Yep, right, go ahead. Sorry. What? 
Sorry, I cut you off a bit early there. Uh, yes. So uh, PayPal, Mike at KMGX.com also if you want to donate to this program monetarily. Yeah. You know... Donate $20 and I'll draw you something. That's, that's what I was trying to say, but... There you go. Um, I'm, I'm really... I have to admit... I apologize for this last segment. I'm, uh, I sound like I've been drinking, but I promise you I actually haven't. That's really the problem. I haven't had a beer in so long. I think my mind is craving it to the point where it's causing my fun. This might be a sign of alcoholism. It could be. Where my mind doesn't work until I drink. There's a Twilight Zone episode. What 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 now? What seems to be the author problem? Ah, uh, you know, no drink. I haven't had too much to offer, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, my drunk is brained. Yeah. I don't have any drain damage. Uh-huh. All well, right. my bitch did give me a little bit of Bud Light. Yeehaw! We are back um, next week for another exciting round of programming. Michael Graff in Exile rolls your way then, and uh, I'm out. I'm done. I'm a ghost, bitch. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to root for Ghana to win tomorrow, just to be a contrarian. Let's go Ghana. Yeah. Let's go Ghana. Let's uh, kick the USA's ass. That way we can stop talking about the friggin' World Cup, because as soon as the USA is out of it, just like always, nobody will care. And hopefully we can stop the Vuvuzelas as well. Oh God, let's let's stop that trend before it gets going. Somebody brought one to Yankee Stadium the other night. They got booted. They got banned. Good, good. All right, we'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night.